What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Player One Podcast. We are going to be talking about topics ranging from self-development to self-transformation, social dynamics, and dating advice for gamers. Really excited for all of you guys to be here today. And without further ado, let's jump right in. In this episode, I'm going to share with you an awesome interview I was able to do with one of my very good friends. The topic of what we discussed is a question that I get asked quite a bit in my line of work. Um, Professionally, I work in sports psychology and I work with a lot of performers, athletes, business people that are wanting to improve their game and are wanting to learn mental skills to be able to apply to their craft. One of the things that that I get asked a lot is, how do I execute on the things that I know I want my life to be like? For a lot of individuals, they know what they should be doing. They know what they want out of their career or out of their sport. They know what they want to do. And I think a lot of us are like that too. We know what we want. We know we want to be smarter. We know we want to be more in shape. We know we want to do this, that, and the other. We know what we want to do, but we fail at the execution of figuring out how to actually go about doing that thing. Instead of it just being a thought in our mind, how do we actually execute on that thing? that we want our life to be like. So Joe has an, has an incredible story of transforming his life and going from a place where he knew he wanted more out of his life. He wanted to do more. He wanted to be more. And he shared his story of how he actually transformed his life. Very detailed steps of what he did and what he wanted and how he was able to go about and execute that thing. He shared some incredible goals, some strategies that he used that I think would be incredibly valuable. So if you are the kind of person that knows what you want, but have a hard time executing on how you actually go about doing that thing, this is going to be a great episode to listen to. I will add a little caveat. There is some adult language that was used in this episode. So if you are a little sensitive to that, just beware. Um... It, I, I had such a good time interviewing Joe. He's one of my one of my very good friends, and we've known each other for years. And every time I'm around him, he just exudes positive energy. You're easily gonna feel that from him in this interview. Uh, everywhere he goes, he just exudes positivity. Just a great guy to be around, and, and I had such a good time interviewing. So I, I truly hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll get right into it. Thank you. Yes, can you hear me? I dude, I can. I can hear that uh, that buttery voice of yours. <laughs> that buttery voice. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so weird, weird story. But I'm staring at a tree that has one, two, three, four, five different colors on it. Wait a second. You're t- you're t- you're in this New is England. Wild. You sound like you're in New England because every tree I know, has right? a million colors right now. Oh well, that sounds uh, cool then. <laughs> Well, I'm in Washington, and I found the one tree, the one New England tree. That's hilarious, dude. That's crazy. That's what cool. is? Yeah. So wait, is it just like what color is it? Because like you know, you know how it's it is. red up top, yeah. and then you go down the tree, and it's yellow, and then it's red again, and then it's green, and then it's what? orange, and then it's like super dark green. That's 
That's pretty. That's I, pretty. I think I'm gonna take a picture of this. I like. I never take pictures of trees, but this tree. is like mesmerizing. Trees can floor you, man. If you're wow. Like headspace, yeah. Whoa. It's trippy. Uh, yeah, Anyways, fools, we've got an incredibly special guest, one of my dearest friends, uh, coming to us just outside of Boston. Or sorry, Boston. We gotta say this right. That was pretty solid. That was all right. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. So I want to welcome Joe Scola to the podcast here. Um, say what's up to the people. Hey, bro. Thanks. For, thanks for having me. What's going on, guys? Hey. So uh, I think we got we got to start off with how we met because this is like this is this sounds like a dating story, but um, it it's not. Is. I mean, it basically is. So <laughs> Amelia, don't listen to this part. So we. So I was working. I had just moved to Boston for this like job with this solar company, and it was kind of miserable but we were hiring a bunch of people so i threw out this ad i don't even remember where i threw it on i threw it on like indeed or whatever where, where did you hear about the job actually i think it was on indeed was it indeed I, yeah I so i created this job i was trying to like hire salespeople because like we had no salespeople. so i was trying to hire salespeople, and this dude comes in to the interview and just just like exuding confidence and i was like who is this human being <laughs> little did i know it was joseph scola so we start talking and dude, I got I, like the end of the interview when like I asked you, you answer all the questions really good. I was like, dude, this guy's the man. He's gonna be a great salesman. Like you never really did sales much, but like, I was like, dude, this is, this guy's got it. And you did a magic trick. Do you remember the magic trick you did? Oh, I did. Man. It was, the, it was the two dot. Yeah. I had the two $1 and then I folded it in, into a $2 bill. And uh, yeah, you, dude, your eyes popped out. <laughs> but the whole old. time, dude, he's like telling you, you're like telling me, like, you know, we could, well, I, like, I'd love to work together. This would be awesome. And you're like folding these, this money, and you're like, dude, I really think, you know, we could turn these dollars in into a hundred. And then like you just pop it out, and there's like a hundred dollar bill in my eyes. I was blown away. I was like, what just happened? I have been, I have been known to do that before. There was, it was a buddy, a buddy of mine's uh, startup company. We were like at like a. We were at like a trade show and uh-huh. people were walking around the floor and I, I just I was like pulling people over. I was like, Hey guys, come check us out. If you if you work with Grab Bite, here's what, here's where you're at right now. And I had five one dollar bills and then I just kinda snapped and it turned into five hundreds and I was like, And here's what happens after you work with Dude, Yeah, as soon as you did that, I was like, I don't care what happens, I'm hiring this person. <laughs> <laughs> I will make you the sweetest offer there is. I need this I need this guy. Dude, you had sold me so well. Oh, <laughs> so funny. I was like, I, I was like, dude, you know what? I didn't know what my purpose in life was, but now it's slinging solar. That's slinging that, solar. That is, exactly. Uh, you, dude, I just was, I was so pumped. I was, I forgot what you had said to me, but it, I just, yeah, it, we had a blast too. Oh, we, it, did. we had a blast, especially. And our job, like our job literally entailed walking the, the streets of, whatever town we were in, in, in Massachusetts, door to door, selling thousands of dollars, like tens and tens of thousands of dollars worth of solar panels to put on people's houses. Oh. It was unreal. It was the coolest and, job and, ever, but and Chris was also my, sucked. Chris was my manager crutch. So like, you know, I'd knock a door, I'd get in the house, I'd look back at him, I'm like, dude, I'm in. Come help me. <laughs> <laughs> There was this one house. There was a one house that we went on. It was like the biggest incline of all time. It was like we were hiking 
up this guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang up for this part of the call. I hate this part. This was like, it was like, it was like one of the first days that you did the job. So like, don't, don't, don't beat yourself up over it. But dude, that was so funny. We go all the way up, and I'm like, I'm like sort of panting. I wasn't in the greatest shape, any anyways. But like, I was sort of panting by the time we got up to this guy's house, and he's like dude, gardening. And I'm like, Joe, dude, you got this, man. Let's go, like, go, go pitch this guy. And it was this like, guy that was what did cool. you even say? You said like, "Hey, how's it going?" Like we're selling solar or something like that. It was like, it was. I'm not gonna lie. It was probably one of the worst pitches of all time. And he was like, yeah, "I'm not interested." And I, and I was like, "Okay." And then we just, I started walking away. Dude, I just like stood there and I was like, "Did I just walk up this dude's driveway for this?" Yeah. And then we walked small, down. It was a small mouth. It was a small mouth. But dude, yeah, we had, dude, we had some good times, and. I think one of the things, and I mean, obviously the interview was like incredible. And I think it, it was like a microcosm of like who you are. And one of the main reasons why we've stayed so close and like stayed kind of, you know, in, in, in touch and, and, and collaborated on things as well is just, you just have an amazing ability to ease people and to help them see the best version of themselves. And so the purpose of what we're going to talk about is kind of like, how in the world did you like, develop this and and like i know from conversations we've had you weren't always this like charismatic like awesome magnetic personality doing magic shows and like just doing all this like extra things and this this amazing personality that you have like it wasn't always like that not at all so like how how did you develop and like almost transform into this like person that you are now who's like just a magnet for fun yeah, it, and it really was, uh, you know, saying it really was a transformation. There's like no way around it. Like, and it happened fast. It happened really fast. And uh, initially, you know, up until I was probably senior year of college, uh, you know, I, I was you know still a virgin. And, you know, I had like four friends and I was basically just kind of like life was just happening to me. People told me you got to go to college to get a good job. And, you know, I, you know, I had been rejected by like every girl I liked under the sun. And I just, I, I was, I was lacking in every area. You know, I played some football in high school, but that was really it. You know, I, I put, you know, they say mm-hmm. when you're, when you're a freshman in college, you put on the freshman, you know, the freshman 15, it's more like the freshman 40 for me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, after you know, after the first year went by, I really you know I was playing a ton of video games, basically in like this man cave of of a dorm hall with like you know all these other like engineers and nerds, and we were just like all year. It was fun at first, but then by the end of the year, I was just like, dude, I feel like I had this like sense, like, dude, I feel like I missed out on so much. Mm-hmm. And then sophomore year came along, and I was like, dude, I don't want, I don't, I don't want the same thing to happen again. And uh, what ended up happening was I told my buddy, I was like, dude, I knew that I had that, that motivation to like, I knew there was more out there. I knew that, you know, I didn't want life to pass me by. And I knew I wanted, I wanted more out of life than just gaming and just like sitting on my ass, like staring at a screen every day. Um, But that being said, I got really good at this game called Super Smash Bros. I actually, at the time, uh, you know, me, I, I found out about this like, crew of guys back in high school and they used to hold tournaments this is before like it really started becoming an esport and um and yeah this is kind of before the esport era but you know there were guys going on these tournaments and i loved it i loved the competition and you know we started 
traveling the East Coast. Um, you know, I started getting better. The new game came out. I met all these like top players from all around the country. They all came to our gym one day, and um, it was crazy. It was so so cool. So when the new game came out, I was like, "This is this is gonna be." something I'm good at. And I, you know, I, I wrote a guide. I geeked out. I got really good at this game. Uh, but that being said, I, I, you know, even when I was in college, I still, you know, people like, I was, I was winning all these tournaments, even at college, but there was still like that lack of like, Jesus, I'm, I'm lacking in, in fitness and nutrition socially. I got like four, like four, like maybe one or two close friends, you know, it just, mm-hmm. it just sucks. So, Eventually, you know, I told my buddy, I was like, hey, let's, why don't we start in the gym? And that was good for like two weeks. You know, I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but when you're, you know, you're like, oh, I want to start losing some weight, you, you know, you stick to it for like a week or two. <laughs> yeah. All right. The thing that made me throw in the towel was there was this girl that I liked. And, um, you know, I thought it, I thought it was going well. I went over to, you know, we reached out to a friend's friend and we were all hanging out, kind of newer friends, more social than the guys I was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And there were a few girls over there. We were just, you know, hanging out. We were talking about anime. And I thought I was, like, really connecting with this girl. It just shows how clueless I was. And I reached out to her. And she, you know, she was, like, uh, she, like, blocked me. <laughs> I think I was, like, <laughs> hey, you're really cool. She blocked me. Um, so then you had like, no is- game at that point. Yes, zero game. So I, I was, like, <laughs> all right, this, this, I'm going to just go back to playing League of Legends then. So I just, you know. <laughs> so another year went by, basically. You know, I, I started coming out of my show a little bit. Not really, though. Like, I still was pretty pathetic um and then junior year came along i went to germany to study renewable energy engineering abroad and um you know i was so close to not doing it man like literally i knew i kind of wanted to you know i knew i wanted to go Mm -hmm. to another country but like everything in my brain was like making excuses for no reason just like oh you know it's gonna be too hard to like do all these things to like make this happen and i was like i'm not gonna do this and uh, then my buddy was like, no, just do it, man. Like, just make it happen. And I was like, yeah. And then my stepdad was like, you can either go to Germany this winter or you can work at FedEx again. It's your choice. And I was like, ah. So eventually, like, I sucked That's it a up. tough choice. Yeah, right? So I, um, yeah, I ended up, like, making it happen. We I, we went over there. I met people from all around the world. I met I met friends from literally Australia, Germany. Ireland, China, like I made friends all around the world. I had saw my eyes opened. It pulled me out of my day-to-day routine comfort bubble. Like I did not know what I did not know. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I was just so used to like what I was used to. You know, I was just so used to my reality, my bubble of the norm. So I got pulled out of my day-to-day, my video games nonstop. And, uh, yeah, we, like, we were, like, <clears throat> going to, like, different areas. We were, like, exploring different parts of the country together. Um, and, yeah, we were going to bars and stuff. And the, the drinking age was uh, – it wasn't 21 there. It was – I forget what it was. I think it was, like, 18 or so. so That's by, like, seven. Yeah, but it, it, the more the – more, the cool thing about it was, like, we, were, we got to adventure. You know, we'd go into yeah. cities and just adventure around. Was that hard? Was that hard for you to, like – put yourself it's i mean it sounds like it was super simple and easy for you to like just go and do all this stuff when you know a week ago from this experience you were just in your man cave playing video games was that hard to like go put yourself out there yeah i was scared still i mean i definitely kind of probably but you still did it though 
I still, I, it was, it, the hardest part was just getting over there and like navigating the airports by myself because I'm <laughs> yeah. by myself. So like, as I started kind of like navigating, like, you know, I'd be in Germany and I'd be like, I don't know how to get to school. And I would just ask a random, like, you know, by, you know, uh, somebody that was walking by in the street, the, you know, that's German. And I was like, mm-hmm. uh, how do I get here? And they just laugh. Like, and then they would help me. People were super, yeah. super nice. That was another thing that like, I learned it's like, dude, the mm-hmm. world is a really friendly place. And I kind of contrary to what I thought, you know, when you, when you're out there in a different country, a lot of the locals are just super, super nice. And, yeah. um, anyway, um, you know, eventually I started kind of developing that like independence, you know, I was like, Oh wow. I can kind of like, I, I, you know, I'm starting to develop some self-assurance some self-reliance, figuring out how to get from point A to point B in a different country by myself on my own. So just taking that like step of like going over to, you know, a new country was, was a big step for me. But, um, but yeah, the, and then the, the other thing was, is like, I started, you know, I started getting feelings for this, this girl that was over there. But up until that point, you know, I had not had any success. I was probably like 20 at the time. I had not had any success, um, you know, asking girls out really. And um, I was super shy, super introverted still, you know, and I'm still very much, um gaming even when i was there a little mm-hmm. bit i'd still like yeah. watch stuff you know kind of and um yeah i started catching feelings with this girl and you know my priorities started to change a little but i think the thing that really hit me was how clueless i was because i re i had cared more about this girl that i met more than any other human being that i had met and i was like i re like i don't know how to make her my girlfriend i i do not know the steps all i cared about was like playing video games up to this point you know, like I had some, I had like physical attraction crushes, but not like a connection crush where like, I felt like I connected with another soul and the heartbreaker was, I did not know what to do. I just was lacking just the social experience, you know, like I was just like in my like man cave all the time playing games yeah. and it was, a, dude, it was a heartbreaker, man. It was, it was confusing and it sucked. I, um, yeah, I was like, I started Googling things like near the end of my stay. I was like, hey, like, how do I, how do I start like making this happen? Like, how do I make this work? So I started like Googling, like, hey, how do I get like a girl to like me that I like, you know? And thankfully, there's a lot of good resources out there, but <laughs> I, it, it wasn't, it wasn't enough, you know? So, but I, that was really the first motivation where I was like, oh man, I opened up Pandora's box a little bit when I was over there. Uh, I was like, wow, there's like all this crazy, awesome information, but it didn't really, none of it really, really sunk in too, too much. It wasn't until I left the country because when I basically was saying my goodbyes to everybody and I realized I had not made a single move on this girl that I cared about and uh, I didn't have the, I didn't have the confidence, man. I didn't have the balls. I really, I just didn't. I, I, and now I, you know, I opted for my big move at, you know, at the going away ceremony. The hug, you know, I hugged her. Oh, yeah, bold move, Scola. Oh, I know, dude. Going so, for a hug, but I just remember walking out of that going away ceremony, and like it was, it was, it was a rainy night. It was like ten o'clock at night, pitch black in Germany, uh-huh. and I remember I had my stuff, and I was incredibly sad two days before because I knew it was coming to an end. And I did not want to get this crazy thing was, is I did not want to go back to the lifestyle I was living at all. And I was afraid. I didn't want to leave. I, I was having so much fun over there. And I met like all these friends. Like it was, you know, when you're in high school, you've got friends, but it's like, 
it's more because of the quantity of time that you spend together because you're there every day. This was yeah. different. I was there for three and a half weeks, and it was the quality of time that we had. We like we were adventuring, exploring the world, yeah, yeah. getting into trouble. It was crazy, and it was people from all around the world. And I was incredibly. I was just taken over by like this emotion, like two days before we were leaving. And I was like, man, like, I'm, I don't, like, I'm not going to see these guys ever again, probably, you know, like, like, and it started really hitting me and especially her. Like, I was like, what am I going to do about her? Like, like, she's going to go back to Australia. I'm going back to America. Like, what, like, what am I going to, like, it, I was having trouble even processing it. You know, I was like, I was just stressing out. So anyway, when I walked out of that going away ceremony, after I said my goodbyes, I had never really like cried in my entire life. And all of a sudden, all this emotion like bubbled out of me uncontrollably, like all this pain and all of this like emotion, like that just, I, I, I threw my sweatshirt hood on and I ended up catching three trains back to America in two planes. It was like a 27 hour trip by myself. And the whole time I was like crying myself to sleep, dude, I, I was all this emotion came out of me, dude. And I, you know, worrying about like, how am I going to get to this train? To, I, you know, I had already developed enough confidence to know, like, I'll figure it out. You know, like I've been, mm-hmm. I've been in another country long enough to figure out, like, it, it almost was secondary, you know, like my own like survival of getting from point A to point B was like secondary and like this new emotion of just like pain and sadness just was overtaking me. Like, and I was like, I was crying in public, man. Like, obviously I was like on the train, like not making a scene, but like, I was just like, my eyes were just welling up and I was just trying to process like the fact that I wasn't going to see this girl again. And the scariest thing was like the thing that I think that really underneath it all was that I let something pass me by and I, I missed out. I missed out on an opportunity and I didn't, I didn't handle areas of my life that I should have up until that point. And I was paying the price. I missed out on potentially, you know, uh, an amazing girlfriend or you know if i had if i had maybe gone out and talked to people and put myself out there i would have developed more confidence but i didn't i didn't do anything and i missed that opportunity and i and i wasn't going to see her again and i i I was just my head was racing on the way back and uh, i couldn't stop thinking about her at that point like and uh, this is where the unhealthy stuff started kicking in because then i started getting like obsessed a little bit i I, so i wrote it like this love letter you know i was like clinging on to this idea Sent her this love letter and, um, you know, waited and waited for a response. It wasn't getting anything until I like, pinged her. I was like, hey, I sent you an email. And, um, yeah, she was just like, oh, my God, you're so sweet. And that was it. You know what I mean? I poured my heart out into this, <laughs> into this like, this yeah. email to her. And uh, that's what I got back. And that's when, dude, I, after, like, two weeks of just serious depression, all of a sudden, like, after I got all that emotion out, I realized – like this, like I, I started getting really excited and happy. I don't even know why. I just realized like this is – you know what it was? It was a realization of my new purpose. I was like I'm going to do whatever it takes to handle this area of my life. I'm going to – my my simple, simple, really basic goal was like I want to be able to like meet a girl that I like and – make sure that she's like attracted to me and so that like we could be boyfriend girlfriend that was it but i wanted i i did start like getting really obsessed with that goal and that like i had this burning desire like nothing was going to stop me 
And um, not, dude, I it was a fire that was just uncontrollable. I started devouring just content online. I started looking up, you know, like dating advice, psychology stuff, um, confidence. You know, I started learning stuff about body language, eye contact, voice tone. All of this stuff fueled that goal. And then I, I, I started going down this rabbit hole of self-development. And the big takeaway was it wasn't so much about getting a girlfriend. It, all of a sudden I realized like, oh, my God, it's really about me. It's about like nobody else is going to like you if you don't like you. So, you know, I learned to kind of like to love myself and to not care what people thought about me and to kind of have like this self, this self love that like nothing could really like affect me at my core. And it really, <clears throat> the goal was actually the icing on the cake the whole time. The cake was like be- becoming a better version of me and like things that honestly made me go, it was like 180 degrees, man. I was a different dude. I got obsessed absolutely obsessed with transforming into the best version of myself. And I'm not talking about baby steps. I did not take baby steps. There's a lot of programs out there that will tell you like, Oh, just, just take one step a day, you know, just, yeah. Like talk to one person that's outside of your comfort zone. The kind of thing. I just went all in. I went all in on this guys. Like I, (laughs) I was like meditating. I started, what I started doing was I started slowing down and just becoming really present to the moment. Um, And, you know, I just started kind of like focusing on my breath and like kind of bringing my attention inward and towards my body. I started like exercising because I felt good and my mental clarity went up and I just felt more relaxed and my body, my body posture got kind of fixed, you know, because I was like, you know, know, going to the gym and stuff. And all of that kind of just fueled a better me. But the things that I found that I felt were almost secrets like obviously everybody knows eat healthy work out yeah like that that fixes a lot of things that that will right. that will allow you to ha- develop confidence and better body language and whatnot but there were other things that i learned on this journey and things that i uncovered that really made my transformation like people that knew me were like oh my god like it was so drastic my family didn't recognize me that summer this was like february was when I came back from Germany, summertime, and we had a family party. My aunts could not believe what they saw. My closest friends literally ran out of my life. Like, like I had a few close friends that stuck around, like my true friends, but mm-hmm. most of the people that were around me, I trained. I changed so drastically. Uh, people left. Like it was, I, I was completely on a different path from like gaming and sitting on my ass. Yeah. So, so like did you still continue like you're obviously like going to these tournaments and gaming was like a big part of your life when you came home like february ish did you like completely stop gaming and like engulfed yourself in this other world almost like the self-development i absolutely did i draw so was that hard to do or was it like it almost sounds like it wasn't that hard to like cut it, it out it wasn't man and you know what's crazy is when you're when you kind of hit like a rock bottom and you and i think combined with being in a different environment and taking new actions all of a sudden mm-hmm. you start having you start seeing new things and start having oh yeah wants. But totally like, when you're doing the same thing every day man it's hard to know what you want so that's why i think so you like kind of like shocked your system almost by going to germany absolutely you put yourself out there for you know a month plus whatever and then you come home and you have this like incredibly emotional 
experience of putting yourself out there and then kind of getting, I don't know, not maybe shot down necessarily, but like just kind of like, oh, that's sweet. Like her responding to that. Yeah. And that, and I feel like there's like, like, did you feel like there's like a crossroads there where you were like one road would have taken you deeper into like, you know, like, like how you said, like the depression, like the, just the isolation and the other road was like, you could flip this on its head and like completely Ooh. learn to do this. Like, did you feel that or was That's it? That's a good question, man. The thing that I, the thing that was my saving grace, honestly, was my confidence from Super Smash Brothers. I was like, listen, if mm. I can become one of the best players in the world at this, I can, not only was I like, I'm going to learn how to get a girlfriend. I got very, very um, polarizing with my goal. It was, it was to the point where it was like very self-hypnotic and obsessive i was like i'm gonna learn how to get any girl that i want to like me like i it so was, it's like because you like had that previous experience of like crushing something like super smash brothers and being one of the best players in the world you kind of almost took the did you kind of take like similar habits and just tweak them so that they fit into this new that, goal that's a super good question man um honestly no um, which is surprising. Yeah. Because, but but I will say this: there were certain things that I was doing in Super Smash Brothers that will that actually did come full circle into my like journey. And one of those things was finding people that you finding people that challenge you. So other, so for instance, if we're gonna look at Smash for a second, finding top players to play with because when you play with when you're around people that you want to be like. You start stepping it up. It's just right. Yeah. Who you surround. Yeah, you start mirroring them. Yeah. You start mirroring them. Yeah. You start. You know, if you be if you're around top players, you become a top player. You know, and even when you're practicing and stuff. But for the most part, the thing that really, really, um, kind of like I would say like carried me throughout this goal was like that confidence. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I would say everybody listening is good at something. Every one of you guys is good at something at least at least something everybody's good at you know whatever it is maybe it's violin everybody's good at that one thing and using that to real to make you realize like you can become good at whatever you want like you, whatever you ch- focus on to to work on those skills if you've, you you've done it before you could do it again that that's the other thing the, the hard thing is is not giving yourself when you're when you're beating yourself up and you're not giving yourself enough credit and saying, oh, I'm okay at this. No. You, like, you need to know that, like, like for instance, like, you know, if you're, if you play violin, like, not, nobody plays violin. You know what I mean? And it, it could be tough because if you're around yeah. other top violinists, it's almost, like, hard to see that, like, it's hard to forget. It's easy to forget that other people, most people aren't even, like, at that level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, so for the most part, um, it was I started just being very open minded because I realized I did not know anything like I clearly did not know what to do in that situation. So I, I there's a there's a term basically saying stay open minded to the point where don't challenge other people's advice that clearly have expertise. And like if you are clearly lacking in an area, right? Like, leave your ego out of it because everybody's got opinions. Guess what? Those opinions will crush you. The thing is, I wasn't allowed to have opinions anymore because my, my beliefs cl- clearly weren't helping me at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, 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 pre- my, like your previous self. My previous self, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, one of my beliefs was like, oh, um, 
you know, I'm going to ask her friend to ask, to ask her if she likes me back. Like, like I thought yeah. that's how, that was how you do it or being super nice. Like, that was like one of my, one of the beliefs that I learned from watching like romantic comedies, you know what I mean? Wrong, wrong. You just have to like erase everything that you think, you know, especially if you're lacking in an area and just be super open-minded and learn, like learn, be open to learning a ton of stuff. And the other thing is, Get it, get obsessive about your goal, get obsessive about it. And just cause everything that you learn and implement, you'll honestly, it will just fuel that, that goal. But let's, I want to talk about some practical things. because This is all kind of airy fairy. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. This is very, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, j- just to like recap it though, like, I think there's some really important stuff that you just said, like, and I, I think you're you're kind of using the vehicle of transforming yourself and being putting yourself out there to be more social and to like be more extroverted in a way. And and you obviously like you recognized even before Germany that like this wasn't necessarily the kind of life you wanted to lead. You this wasn't necessarily who you wanted. You didn't want to be the guy sitting in the man cave playing video games. No, no, no. And then you had this experience that you put yourself out there in a way and that allowed you to see a little glimpse of what it could be like. And then even through that, like the emotional pain of the being rejected and then just the desire to learn it. I think it, like the vehicle you're using to describe it as, is you know, dating and putting yourself out there and being more social, but like that same logic applies to if you're playing JV football and you want to play varsity football, like, the same logic applies. You have to put yourself out there. You have to try new things. You have to be consistent and you have to put your, put yourself in experiences where you can have a new opportunity to, to, to see what you can do. Absolutely. So that, that's huge. Having that experience. I think for everyone listening, like, like if you feel like you're in a rut, like you feel like you're not being your best self, like what you did, like going to Germany and like giving your, like shocking your system a little bit of like putting yourself in a totally new environment that can be an incredibly powerful experience. Then when you come back from that, you, it seemed like for you too, like you were a lot more aware of the things that you wanted to change. You fine tuned those things and then you were able to take action on those. Well, something that I for sure helped me was I demanded for myself, I'm going to leave my comfort zone as often as I can, because like doing that in the first place was was kind of the catalyst for my transformation to begin with. So I started doing things like something that's super helpful, guys. You want to shake up your life without necessarily flying to Germany. Do something every single day for 30 days. It's a 30-day challenge. Do something every day that, A, either scares you, B, do something that you've never done before. Um, yeah, so really just something that makes you leave your comfort zone or you know, if that's not possible necessarily that day, um, just try something new. Maybe that's a different food or maybe that's like saying a hi to the cashier and like saying like, you know, how's your day going? Like even if it's something simple that you've never yeah. done before, just leaving your comfort zone will give you new opportunities and make you – it will generate new thoughts. You're going to start having new thoughts and when you start having new thoughts, you can start taking different actions and start having new beliefs. But um, consistency and creativity um, – those two things I would say are the yin and the yang because in order to, I would say, first of all, have a goal. So like what I did was I set some goals for myself and I looked at them every day. So, so I had, I had some fitness goals. 
I had social goals. That was a huge one for me. And then mm-hmm. really, I was just learning about like, I was reading a lot of books, like a really good book. I really loved that really like completely changed, uh, changed me spiritually and emotionally. It was, it was this book from Eckhart Tolle called a new earth. Highly recommend that book. Awesome book. Say, say a new earth, a new earth by Eckhart Tolle. One of my favorite books okay. of all time. Yeah. One, one thing, I mean, just, the, this is like side, side thing. I need you to send me like top five or 10 books and I'll, I'll post that on there as well. Like, oh, like during this time that you think, I know it's going to be hard to like dwindle no, it down. No, not for me. I got it. I know you got it. Yeah. So, so like we'll, we'll post that on like on Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter and stuff like those books that you felt like were super key during this time of transforming there. So, so anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So, so having, having goals, man, uh, like, when you get when you are so when you are so hurt and you realize like you know or you're just at a point where like you know it's like time to change you know like it's it's gonna happen like you need to make it mm-hmm. happen um and getting obsessed getting obsessed about that goal a really easy way to start getting obsessed about a goal is by thinking about it a lot how can you think about it a lot look at it every day mm-hmm. right so like if it's something that you want write it down um, but I, again, I realized what I wanted was to become the best version of myself. And that kind of tackled a bunch of different areas. So, you know, I was like, I'm going to become more present every day. I'm going to be more emotionally intelligent. I'm going to like, listen to my emotions and feel it like figure, I mean, not to go too far down the rabbit hole, but sure, sure. um, yeah. So what I did was I wrote down my week goals, like, and there wasn't too many of them. Just like, you know, this week I'm going to talk to three different girls, like, you know, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna go with, approach three strangers. Like maybe the, the first week was like I'm gonna talk to yeah. three strangers, start a conversation, and then the next week it was gonna be like I'm gonna talk to um, you know three girls that I that I'm attracted to, whatever, whatever it was. And then you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do insanity all week. I'm gonna just keep, I'm gonna hit the gym consistently, and then so I had a, a one month a uh, one week goal, a two week two week goals. So I had you know d- in the different areas that I was focusing on one week goal, two week goals, one month goal. Um, and then, um, a three month goal and then a six month goal and then a, and then year goals. And it doesn't have to be too in depth, but what I did was I wrote those goals as if it already happened. So I'd be like, you know, you know, this, at the end of this month, you know, I will have talked to, you know, six girls. I will have done 30 days of insanity. I will have meditated three times each week. Um, and that just kind of keeps you on track, you know, I would say. And it's, yeah, I like it's yeah. So, so like you have a year goal, then you break that down into six months, three months, month, two weeks, one week. Exactly. And like a daily kind of focus. Kind exactly. Of thing. And it, I love that. Yeah. And you can do one to three goals. Me, you know, I, I'm kind of a weird case cause I hit a rock bottom and I got obsessive. Like I stopped doing hobbies. Like every, this became my obsession. So like, I was like, yeah. Like physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, everything. I wanted to change like everything about me. Um, but that's obviously I'm a weird, extreme case. But you, yeah, but you, even if it's like one thing that you want to change, if you want to be, you know, whatever nutrition or physical or, or meditate more, like exactly. I think there's a lot of people that like they know, like, hey, I, if I incorporated this habit into my life, it would definitely improve the quality of my life. I, I like I talk to a lot of people where meditation is that thing for them, like. Oh, I know meditation's great. Like I know meditation would definitely help me, but then it's like, like how? Like so, tell us like how did you actually go about? Like what systems did you have in place to execute? 
yes. these goals. I'm going to tell you right now that my secret sauce was the law of attraction. And I wasn't really talking about it too much, but I stumbled upon these things called I, – I, I started learning about the law of attraction and your subconscious mind. And what I realized – And was this from like, like a book that you read? No, this was actually uh, from a just website. like your uh, research that you were doing. I, this is yeah, I, this is what I okay. up on my research. So there was this concept at the time: fake it till you make it. Basically, believe. Oh, yeah, everyone it, knows that. Yeah, believe it. Believe yeah. that you are that best version of yourself, or believe that you are that top football player. Whatever it is, you need to walk, talk, and feel like you are him every single day or her every day. When you wake up, I want like almost like your little kid. Imagine how they would talk. Imagine how they would, mm-hmm. how you would walk if you were that. Like how happy would you be if you were already that ang- that angle that you wanted or that person that you wanted to be? What? Yeah. Like, let's say it's meditation, right? Like, oh, I know I should meditate more. What do you want out of meditation? If you want to just feel like super like grounded and present and like connected with every single person that you're talking to. Like maybe you're, uh, you're not distracted. You're like really like laser focused on everything that you're doing. Like you're smelling, you're actually, uh, your attention's like focused on smelling smells and hearing the sounds. You're like immersed and completely engaged in every moment of your life. Like really kind of get detailed about like, like what that looks like, that angle of what you want rather than like, Oh, I gotta, Oh, I just want to, I, I want to go to the gym because I know I have to. Like, how would you feel? How much energy would you have if you were in the best shape of your life? Would you have a six pack? Like, how would you? Yeah, process? so you're like almost like imagining like the, the reality that you could create if you did that thing. Exactly. So yeah, I'm gonna I give like you that, yeah. uh, the the thing that the things the two systems that I used to honestly give me like zero resistance to taking new action because mm-hmm. the the hard thing is taking is leaving your comfort zone is bumping into that mental resistance. Right. So not only will this dissolve your mental resistance and all of a sudden make a lot of these excuses go away, but there's another side to this that I believe makes kind of the universe. It's like kind of the language of the universe. When you, when you control your, your thoughts and connect that to an emotion. So maybe your thought is I want to be a top athlete. And then when you connect that to the emotion as if you are that already, like how, how would you physically feel? How would you – like how, how much energy would you have? And you connect that yeah. like a, to it. Things start to align in your life that you really can't explain. A lot of coincidences will start happening, and that's, that's a part that I really can't explain. But, yeah, uh, those are like planned coincidences almost. Like you're kind of putting yourself in a position where those coincidences can happen. Yeah, dude, exactly. So, so something that helped me and something that like I swear by to this day is what I did was I wrote out 20 to 20, 20 to 25, 30 affirmations and affirmations simply like thoughts that you feed to your brain every single day. And you say it out loud, you Mm -hmm. look at yourself in the eye and you say it as if it's true. At at first it's going to be really hard. You're going to be like, this is stupid. It's awkward. Yeah. Like I know exactly what you're talking about. So like, like, give us an example of like a few that you, that you use like during the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so, so I look at, and and just before I get into it, um, at first it's, it's really, uh, it's really weird. But then mm-hmm. as you get – you start to enjoy it because all of a sudden your brain is really easy to trick, right? Like for instance, you become the people that you surround yourself with, right? And you think you have 
the uh, the control to not be like the people that you're around. But guess what? Your brain is a lot dumber. It's a lot easier to trick than you think. I don't want to say dumber, but it's a lot yeah, easier. Gullible. It's very gullible, yeah. It's gullible. So, you know, if you if you hang out with like people that are in a gang, eventually you're gonna you're just gonna take on those characteristics. There's no way around it, you know. Right. Uh, but something that you can start doing is saying things that you characteristics that you want to embody and that you want to be every single day to yourself in a mirror. So the things that I would say is like I'd look at myself and I'd say. I'm confident. I love myself. I'm sexy. I'm attractive. You know, I, I, um, I'm the life of the party. Like I started saying these mm-hmm. things to myself. I'd be, I would say I'm calm, cool, and collected. I'm relaxed. I'm non-reactive. Here, here's another one. I'm non-reactive to pressure and I'm non-reactive to other people's agendas. Another one was, mm-hmm. I live I like with that an, one. <laughs> I live with an open heart to the world. Uh, other things I would say would be like the world is a friendly place. Everybody is my friend. So I started saying these things. I started reprogramming my belief system. So at first, you know, it, it, it was tough. But eventually my mind started taking on these new beliefs. And I realized that I can when – when you change those beliefs, you change your world. <laughs> you change – like initially, if I was walking around on campus and I walked past this group of girls, my old reality, literally. Like, like I remember this explicitly. I remember I walked past this group of girls once and I heard them laughing immediately. You know, I had been rejected before I'm thinking, Oh, they're making fun of me. Right. But like all of a sudden this new reality that I started taking on for myself, um, I just started thinking that like every single girl that I met was attracted to me. Like it was just a self hypnosis, but like, guess what? It applies to everything. You can use it for everything. Like, and it's the fact you need that self. You almost need that like self hypnosis. Uh, to give you that like self-assurance and that confidence and the craziest thing about this Chris is people will start to believe or people will start to feel about you how you feel about you so when you change these beliefs about you other people will start changing their beliefs about you that's so true man that is so freaking true I love that (laughs) when you when yeah when you believe things about yourself you start acting that way and then other people have no other choice, but to believe because they, the, all they can see is your actions. People can't see your thoughts, right. but your thoughts drive your actions. So if you're thinking a certain way, you're going to act a certain way. And then the world is going to see those actions and then they're going to have those thoughts about you. It's like almost like you're tricking people into thinking the way you want to be thought of. It's, exactly. it's a, that, that sounds bad. That sounds like, that sounds kind of bad, but like, if you want to be, you know, the best quarterback, if you want to be, if you want to play college basketball, whatever that is. Right. So you're saying like those affirmations of telling yourself, like you almost like you already are those things. You're going to start believing those thoughts. You're gonna have those thoughts, which is then is going to drive those actions to be that type of person, that type of athlete or, or gamer or whatever it is. Right. Yep. And then everyone else is going to see those actions and they're going to have those thoughts that you have about you. Definitely. Which is spot on. Like that is freaking amazing. I love that. I'm glad, I'm glad you dig that, man. Yeah. It's probably like the one thing that I was like, that like after I realized like the success I was getting, like, dude, I went from like, not to like brag, but like brag away, dude. At the end, dude, the girl that blocked me, let me put it this way. 
the girl that blocked <laughs> oh, here me, we go. <laughs> the girl that blocked me the year before when I came back from Germany, I started doing yeah. this. I'll get into visualization in a second. That was another one of my systems that I did. Oh, I love that, um, yeah. Um, so the girl that blocked me, um, I hadn't seen her for probably, I don't know, eight months maybe because it was weird because she was like a friend of our friends. So like yeah, just, yeah we didn't bump into But after I came in from Germany, I was, you know, I was going to the gym. I was just working on myself. I, when I started chatting with her, I knew all of a sudden, like, she was looking at me, like, completely differently. It was unset, but I just knew something, like, mm-hmm. she, I just knew she was, like, encapsulated by me. And I had gotten better at, like, you know, telling stories and, like, yeah, you know, I got, I, I just got better at being more present, you know, because something that I struggled with before was getting distracted. People would be talking and my mind would wander, you know, but then I got real meditation really helped with that. Cause I, I mm-hmm. people would be talking and I'd be so focused on everything they're saying. And I started, you know, I started focusing more on other people. And I found, I found that like being um, something that, that I learned on my journey was being a high value guy means giving value to others, seeing the best in other people, seeing what other people are strong at, pointing it out to them. Cause sometimes people don't even realize what they're good at when you point it out. Yeah, to them. Yeah. And even just something as simple as genuinely complimenting people, like somebody that's insecure or something like if you're like kind of low social status, some, something that most people that have really low confidence won't do is they won't compliment people because <laughs> they're so insecure. Right. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Somebody else means that, oh, you know, you're taking away from me, 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 me. You know what I mean? But like now, like a high value person brings other people up. So that was something. You know, I really focused on socially, you know, other little tricks too, like remembering people's names. This was all adding to like my, my social skills. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was funny because like this girl that um, blocked me, like not even a year before um, she, uh, yeah, she like asked our friend for my number and yeah, she was, she was, she's, this girl literally started chasing like she was like, oh, can can you can I come over tonight? I'm like, I still like I still was a virgin, which was the funniest part because I started like acting as if I was a super cool dude, but and I and I believed it too, you know. Part of it was like, oh, like you kind of have to believe, you kind of have to put the beliefs first, and then all of a sudden things will align. Which sounds a little yeah. counterintuitive yeah, at yeah. first, but yeah, you, you get it. But um, visualizing was another huge, huge thing. And the weird thing about this one is you kind of – I would recommend writing down a visualization that you can kind of walk yourself through every day um, mm-hmm. because I had a recording that I listened to, and I just basically did it for 30 days. And basically the, the whole premise of it is you visual, you sit, you close your eyes, you relax, take a few deep breaths, and then what you do is you visualize – your, the highest version of yourself like you know if you're if you're a dude like who who is like if you saw like a 10 out of 10 if you looked like a 10 out of 10 what would you look like and i remember when i first did this visualization all of a sudden i saw a me i had never seen before in my life ever like it never all of a sudden just bing popped in my head i was like who is that and i was like oh man I like I, I like saw myself and like i noticed like i the facial hair difference i had like all like i i like the image the self-image was generated in my mind first of like oh man i'm gonna have this haircut and like i'm gonna wear this you know what i mean so yeah a really simple way to do it is just you know think about like the highest version of yourself like if they're cool like smooth like how would they walk how would they talk and then see this version of yourself 
kind of walking through a room and then see how other people would be looking at you with like kind of like respect and intrigue and like that guy's like you know like just kind of like walk through a visualization now for me that's that was a visualization that i did but uh really it it, it could be applied for like anything anything that you want to create visualize that angle of yourself and then you know kind of like how you know how do they smile how how does he talk how does he laugh? Like every little thing, just kind of picture that, and then mm-hmm. put that image right in front of you as your you know, as your eyes are closed or open. Doesn't matter. Just visualize that version of you right in front of you, and then like just kind of like let that image slide into your body and kind of like take a deep breath in and kind of feel like energy kind of fill up like every part of you, like your limbs, your fingers. Just feel like that energy kind of flood. And then just kind of feel good. Like, just like, how would it feel to be that version right now? And then feel that emotion and kind of like move that emotion around your body and like kind of like let it spread and spread. And then make that like image or make that feeling like five times as bright or strong, whatever it is. And then, yeah, you come out of that. You do that for like a minute a day. Dude, the, the, I, even doing that once, I remember coming out of that and I just felt like a boss. You know what I mean? Like, and this has so many implications. Like there's there's so much science that's backing this up now. They literally yeah. have people that are in the NBA and they're actually practicing free throws in their mind. And what they're finding is they're they're hooking they're hooking people up to like these uh like almost like these like cords for their Yeah, the biofeedback machine. The biofeedback, bio yeah. yeah. And um yeah, they're realizing that people that practice these players that are practicing or these Olympic athletes too, that are practicing their, their run or their race or their free, their free throw shots in their mind are actually um, performing better than people that mm-hmm. are actually physically out on the field practicing shots because in your mind you're seeing the perfect throw or the perfect sprint or, right. and you're, you're feeling that emotion. It, it's a weird thing. This mind body connection and you have that yeah. emotion with it, man. It's I, so I would say, like that was the big takeaway today. Figure out what it is you want, and then have a system and write down. I would say write down some affirmations of like that version of yourself that you want to become, and write mm-hmm. those things down in the present tense. Like I am not like I will become more confident. No, I am confident. I'm smooth. You know, I'm you know yeah. I am assertive. I go after what I want. Like just things like that. Write that down. Look at yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Write those. Uh, read those things to yourself every day, and then also read those goals that you have. You know, your, your one week goal, like this week, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna meditate. Like, read those after your affirmations, and then do your do your visualization. You know, a minute. You know, just see that version of yourself and really get into it. It's and after a few days, you're gonna really just enjoy the experience because you're gonna come out. Yeah, and and they kind of help each other out, right? Like like you're talking about visualizing like this this ten out of ten version of yourself, this best version of yourself. Seeing yourself do that is going to directly correlate to those affirmations that you're gonna tell yourself. Like I love the question that you said about like visualizing, like how how do other people see you in this room? Like they're going to be like, well, they see me as being confident. They see me as being calm, cool, and collected. They see me being energetic and magnetic and just being, you know, the life of the party, which those things then now become your affirmations. Exactly. <laughs> like they feed into each other. Like like they're both coupling. But then I think the the most crucial part of all of this is that 
you put it into action, like in your, in your reality, you didn't just say things in your head, just like with these athletes that, that, like, that I work with and then the military personnel that I work with, right? Like we visualize, we talk about it. We do these affirmations. We, we do a lot of these things as well, but the main thing is like, okay, now go do it. Right. Exactly. Like now go physically do it. Like you, you mentally rehearsed it. Now go physically do it. And it, it is by coupling those two things, it sets you up for incredible success, which yeah. you have like you, what you felt. Absolutely. And once you feel it, it's the actions become so easy and so much yeah. more engaging. Um, but definitely those goals will keep you on track. Like something, yep. you know, for, you know, for me, when it was like, you know, I want to get more social, I would talk to, you know, I would force myself to talk to everybody for the most part. Like if I was out in public, I would just like say hi to like strangers. I would just force myself to yeah. start conversations, you know? And, um, right, right. But, but, so, so there's, I think there's three, like three main things that you mentioned, right? So like goal setting, like having a goal, like having specific goals and chunking those into, you know, yearly, monthly, whatever, like having that breakdown, right? So that, that was a key thing. The affirmations was the second thing. And then the third thing was visualizing this like ideal version of yourself, right? So those three things are systems that you had in place that created an opportunity for you to transform yourself and to set you up to be the type of person in your reality that you wanted to be. Yeah, man. And then what those huge thing to kind of just really bring this all together. Failure is the default. If you don't work on yourself, failure is the default. Like with that, that thing that teacher said to you in fourth grade, maybe your teacher called you an idiot. That stuff doesn't go away. That stuff's Mm. still under there. That stuff will erode your confidence invisibly so what happens is life will will basically take control of you you either mold your mind or life will do it for you so if you don't do any of this work and you're like maybe you know you know you know you're late in your teens or you're even an adult you haven't done maybe you haven't done any of this like mental work you know what i mean like feeding yourself these thoughts every day doing affirmations doing visualization maybe you haven't done any of this right but all of a sudden, like, you know, when you were a little kid, you were confident. You would go up to a group of adults and just, you know, pick your nose. You know, you didn't care. You were just confident. You, you, and you yeah. were happy. But as you go through life, things start to happen. And this stuff starts to get, you know, life will start to make you, it, it'll, you'll start to grow weeds in your brain, basically. And mm-hmm. unless you do the work and pick those out and start feeding your brain good thoughts of, like, what you want and things that you want your self-image to be, the default is just going to be anxiety, uh, low self-esteem, you know, and, and having that it will make you not want to even take action in the first place. Yeah. So the first, I would say the first step in this is really doing the work, you know, and, and the, the easiest way to do this is when you have a goal, it's, uh, it's a lot easier to be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm now going to talk, I'm going to have the self-talk now to um, become that version of what I want or right. Uh, you know, act it as if you are it already, basically. And uh, the yeah, just you know, end of the day, mold your mind, or the or life's gonna do it for you. <laughs> yeah. And so, when you were going through this, right, like just to like fast forward a few years, now, like obviously, I like I I know you on a personal level and the things that you're doing, like you're coaching people on this stuff now. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. so, so like you took this, like, 
I mean, if you would have if you would have said to like four or five years ago version of you playing League of Legends and and crushing Smash like Super Smash, hey dude, you're gonna be coaching people on like how to how to like start dating and how to get out of their shell and you're going to be coaching people that dude would have like freaked out i would have not have believed you were like no there's no way that that's gonna happen so like fast forward a few years like you've been on this journey transforming yourself and becoming this new better version of yourself and so like now tell us a little bit about like what you're doing now to like spread that and to help other people with that kind of thing too yeah man so yeah i'm just honestly uh you know, I, with my Instagram, I'm kind of just kind of putting out daily pieces of advice, things that I've been up to and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm coaching, I'm coaching guys that want to either transform. I, I would say I do a lot of transformation coaching. Cause it's really just when you work from, you know, the, when you work first with yourself, it's so much easier to change everything else externally. So right. Yeah, so basically, you know, I help guys. A lot of gamers reach out to me because I think a lot of gamers can relate with like kind of where I came from and where they're yeah. at right now. But um, yeah, a lot of a lot of guys come out to me for a dating advice, but uh, I usually always bring it back to the work that you got to do on yourself and yeah. and changing your belief system. So and do you call it that like transformation coaching? Is that like, that's, that's kind of what I coined it as. That's what you call it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Cause it's, yeah. Cause it's, you know, there's everybody, there's a bunch of different, there's plenty of awesome like life coaches out there and whatnot. But like, sure. the thing that I, I think fell in love with after this whole thing was like, it wasn't even like the girls, which was my goal in the first place. It was like, wow, like I can like become good at anything with just using like these things that I've taken, you know, these, these, uh, concepts that I've used to get good in this area, I can use in any area. You know what I mean? Like come up with a goal, you consistently take action towards it, you know, and you gotta be, you gotta be willing to leave your comfort zone. You gotta be consistent. You gotta be consistent with moving towards your goal, baby steps every day. As long as you're moving towards it every day, um, you know, you'll be on track. And another thing that will kind of help you be accountable is having, you know, goals to look at every day, you know, like, so yeah. So, you know, I'm coaching guys, I'm coaching clients. I've got a group coaching program I'm doing where it's kind of, we meet for a week and we kind of talk about like what all the guys are working on, what their goals are. And it's cool because, you know, it kind of motivates everybody. Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of saying like, you know, Tim's working on, you know, becoming more confident and he wants to he's you know he's practicing stand-up and then you've got stan who actually you know he's in college and he wants to meet more girls out at the bar because that's you know his college is right you know right next to like downtown you know mm-hmm. so yeah kind of working on their own things and it's, it's yeah, really and cool. i think that's the cool thing man like everyone might have different goals and different you know things that they want to accomplish but the systems that you talked about right like actually setting a goal writing these things down chunking it into these different time time periods visualizing and those affirmations like doesn't matter what you're working on like those systems are going to help you they're going to set you up to succeed if you want to get a girlfriend and put yourself out there and like you know be more social or if you want to freaking start a company and you know do make millions of dollars doing that right whatever it is like it doesn't matter like whoever you are whatever you're doing those three things that you mentioned are going to help you be successful in whatever it is that you want to do. Absolutely, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I've kind of gone just to try 
applying it to different things. So like mm-hmm. I studied coaching uh, guys uh, that wanted to get better at Super Smash Brothers, like people that wanted to, because like now you fast forward to like where we are today, and like mm-hmm. it's now an esport. Like there's yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, people make money doing it. like people make six figures doing this, do do playing esports. Yeah, so like this combination of like the coaching that I'm doing with like my background and that, like I've had a lot of guys come to me that want to get coached in stepping up their game and becoming a top player. And I've coached, I've been coaching, you know, I've coached guys that, you know, they were getting like third at their tournaments and I've coached guys that were, you know, they were awful, but you know, they, after, you know, doing a few coaching sessions, they're like, dude, I'm playing noticeably better. And it's really cool, man. It's so cool to like see that, that some of this stuff is helpful. And it's, it's just cool to like share, what I kind of learned on my weird journey and just seeing that it applies to, it applies to everybody. Cause when you realize that like, you're not, you don't have to be asleep anymore. You don't have to let life just happen to you. You can mm-hmm. literally take control of it and basically become and do whatever you want. You can become exactly who you want to be. You can become the James Bond version of yourself. I've done it. Like <laughs> you can awesome, literally yeah. do it to become anything. You just, you got to want it bad enough. Because like if you don't want what if you don't want that goal bad enough, you're not gonna you're right. not gonna talk to yourself in the mirror every day. Like it's not gonna happen. Right. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta want that thing, and I think it's you kind of described. I think that that kind of to tie it all back into that that first major experience that you had of like getting out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself to to a new limit, and where you almost need to become this new person. Yeah, it's this like genuine need that you want, like you need to want to do it. It's crazy. That's awesome, man. It needs to become like almost a must. Not like, oh, I kind of want to lose ten pounds. Yeah, no, it needs to be like this is happening. And no, like I I imagine those affirmations are critical in that too, because like you almost like are telling yourself and acting like you already did lose the ten pounds or whatever, right? Like, and you're a lot more likely to go through with it if you already know, like if you're already telling yourself and acting like you did do it. Oh yeah, dude. Actually, one of my affirmations so much more was like one of my affirmations was like I'm vital, fit, and healthy. I'm in the best shape of my life. Like that was literally that was an affirmation that I would say to myself every yeah. day. I'm in the best shape of my life. And uh, yeah, or and another one was like I'm passionate, I'm energetic. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'd wake up excited every day. And then the yeah. other thing that I think I, I don't give as much credit to as I should is that comfort zone challenge is oh, it is probably the funnest thing. <laughs> that I could I could suggest to like make your your day way more interesting because so thirty might... days of doing something every day that's like different, challenging, out of your comfort zone. Definitely, man. Like I'm talking like yeah. if it makes you uncomfortable, you do it. Like if you're like <laughs> at a red light and you you know you see like an old like lady like next to you, you just start dancing to the song in your car, and you know that they're gonna <laughs> look at you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like, just because it's... Is that what you're doing right now? You're doing that right now, aren't you? Right now. I, I, like, literally right, dancing right, at this moment, dude, I'm dancing. <laughs> this... But um, I think the big, the big other epiphany that I definitely just need to share with everybody that's listening is the thing that will make you invisible in this world is your need to fit in and your need for like other people to like you. Like this was, this was the main reason why... It, like basically, I got rejected. And this is this is my reason why people just aren't gonna like you. Is you because you want people to like you. It's needy. You know what I mean. When you stop yeah. caring how people, if people like you or not, 
like the byproduct is confidence because you're just going to be you. It's it, it, what's going to happen is you're going to yeah. be a lot more unfiltered. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you just start to, and obviously you kind of need to take it with a grain of salt a little bit, but really realizing that like most of like the awkward and you know social pain that you've experienced is because you care what people think about you. But yeah. confidence is literally the opposite of that. Not caring what other people think about you. And actually when you have haters, when, like for me, dude, I had friends that were like, dude, you're crazy. What are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? I had friends that like left my that life. Was like fuel. Yeah, it was, it's fuel, man. Like yeah. use those haters as fuel. Like when you have people leaving your life, that's a good sign. That is a good sign. Cause all of a sudden, like, like, dude, I maybe lost some like, you know, you know, one or two of my close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all of a sudden I had like so much more room for like all these new amazing people. Like I started like becoming super, super social, like on campus, like yeah. I started having like a ton of friends and it was way more fun than the friends I was hanging out with at the time. Not to, not to like, you know, dog on those friends that I had because they were, uh, they stuck around during like, you know, when I was kind of just being like a neckbeard, like in the basement, you know? So it's <laughs> cool. It's like, I was on the path that I was on at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you have haters, man, that is a good sign. You want haters. If you don't have haters, you're doing something wrong. You need yeah. you need to be able to put yourself out there. Like, I, and I don't care what it is that like trying to do something every day, even if it's like more focused. Like, if you're if you want to start your own business, right? Like, do something every day that's going to move the needle that is uncomfortable. Like, maybe you yeah. want to make that cold call. Maybe you don't want to call that potential client. Do it. And I'm sure you've read in, in, in the, I mean, I know we've talked about books and obviously like personally conversations we've had, like a lot of the books that you've read too, like, like when you look at people like Steve Jobs or Michael Jordan or all these incredibly talented and just hard workers that innovative, innovative human beings that like completely changed the game for society, those people in the very beginning almost exclusively had haters. Oh, Yeah. It was almost like 99% of people are like, dude, what are you doing? Nobody wants a computer in their house. And like, we look at that now and you're like, why, what the heck? Who would think like that? And it's like the whole world thought like that. <laughs> it was like Steve Jobs and his, his buddy that were the only two humans that were like, no, computers are going to be in every household. And they had all these people that hated him. Michael Jordan had coaches that were telling him like, dude, like stop trying to do this. Like, just like relax. And like, you're taking, you're taking practice too seriously. Kobe Bryant, the same thing. People tell him, like, dude, relax and practice, man. Chill, like, relax. No, dude, like, th- like these people that are innovating and changing the game, those are the people that had the most haters in the beginning. But then those haters become the people that buy the nosebleed tickets to watch that dude, person. Yes, exactly, man. Like, and like, when you have, dude, when you have haters, you're going to have people that love you. You're going to have, like, yeah. like, as far as, like, you know, if you're a guy, and you're putting yourself out there and you're just having fun and you're just like, you're just expressive and you're, you, you know, you're, you're saying whatever you want that comes to your mind. Like it might be, you, you, you actually can kind of compare it to like a little kid again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. they're just, they're just being free. And, I, and what's crazy is like, that's attractive for like, as far as like guys and girls, like when, right, you're, yeah. just, when you're not worried about what people are thinking about you. It's like not even a choice because like you're you're willing to put yourself out there. Like a lot of guys, I, I think this is not to not to kind of go back on the topic of like girl guy dating psychology, but um, a lot something a lot of guys think is that looks and money are what's attractive, but it's not the case. It's not at all. 
which is it's crazy. It, it can help, but the number one and number two things, hands down, are fun and confidence. Those two things trump money and looks by a wide margin. If you are willing to say like, hey, like I know this is really weird. Like I've, I haven't done this before, but I just had to come and say hi. Like I thought you were super cute. What's going on? Like just saying that, saying something like that, and then also being willing to just have fun. You know what I mean? Like that that yeah. trumps that trumps you know looks and money any day of the week. And I mean, yeah, I, if, you, if you're if you're looking for someone to date, even if you're like a teammate or like if you're when your job, like those two things are. Those are the kind of people that people want to have in their study group. Those are the type of people that people want to have on their team. Right. Work on projects with them. Like you want the fun, confident person, not the awkward, uncomfortable, (laughs) nerdy person. That's like, oh man, this is gonna. Yeah, you want somebody that you want. You want somebody that's. You want the fun, confident person. Yeah. Yeah, you want you want somebody that's not afraid to say what's on their mind, rather than. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like I know you kind of talk about like in in your kind of world with the the individuals you work with, kind of like that that dating kind of stuff and working on those things. But like it applies to other stuff too. Like it's. Like the stuff that we've talked about apply a lot. And I think you've kind of transformed them into your life and, and changing you and applying it to the clients you work with and the gamers specifically and, and other individuals you work with. Like all these things that we've talked about, like they apply, like no matter what you're doing, if you're a parent, if you're a student, if you're an athlete, if you're a gamer, if you're a teacher, whatever you're doing, it's free. goal setting, affirmations, it's free. visualizing, it's, it works. It's dude, the best way I can put it is when you start loving yourself and you stop taking all this pressure off of being this person that you're not and being the person that you're meant to be and you're not worried what people are thinking about you, you are you start becoming truly free. You really are. Yeah. Like it's like the social freedom to do and say what you want, you know what I mean? To be your most authentic self. Because when you're being authentic you're on top of the world, man. You feel yeah. so good when you're trying to like, you know, when you're putting on a smile, when you really feel like crap, like, no, man, like if you don't feel good, like it's okay to just bring that up and acknowledge what is like, that's fine. Be congruent with how you're feeling. And mm-hmm. I would say authenticity is so rare this day and age. When you find somebody that's authentic, that just says like how they're feeling, you know, even if it's not good, like, it it just because that's magnetic in itself. People yeah. that are being present with like just being present with you and actually care about like what you're saying. That's magnetic. Being you know, but but I would say back on like the haters is when when you have haters, life is going to test your commitment to your goals, and that, yeah. you want that. You want those challenges and obstacles mm-hmm. because life will. When you what typically happens, and I can't explain why this happens. But when you have a goal, you'll start to notice weird success probably early on. They call this beginner's luck a lot of the time. And it's weird how it happens. It's almost like the universe aligns with you for, for a little bit. To <laughs> it's start, like throwing you a bone. Yeah, exactly. It throws you a bone. And this seems to happen a lot. Like right in the beginning, you'll start getting some success. But then after you start, it's kind of like helping a kid ride a bike. If you think of the parent as like the universe and you're like, oh, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? They kind of like hold the back of your seat. And you start riding, you know, and uh, as this, you know, as you start kind of building a little momentum, then the challenges will come and right. then the haters will come. And that's going to be life testing your commitment. How bad do you really want it? 
You know what I mean? And you want that to happen. You want those obstacles to happen because if yeah. every, if everybody was, if, if it was easy, like it, there would be no fun in it. There would be no fun in getting it. Everybody would be doing it. You want right. that challenge, you know, it, cause it will make you more confident. It will make you more self-assured. It'll give you more reference experience. So yeah, like when you have those challenges, I, I would say that leaving, when you're out of your comfort zone, you're you're golden, man. If you're sitting in your comfort zone too much, if you're in your comfort bubble, if the day to day is looking the same, shake it up because that the, your comfort zone will kill you. Like like phys, like symbolically speaking, it will it will erode you. It will make mm-hmm. you make you this watered down human being. And uh, yeah, you'll just you know when when life comes and says, hey, you want to do this awesome opportunity, you'll be like, eh. I kind of rather just finish watching 13 reasons why, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, There's a lot of Netflix shows queued up. Uh, I know. Right. Plenty of yeah. Them. No, that, that, that you, you could miss out on, on your Germany. Exactly. Yep. Don't, don't miss out on your Germany people. Yeah. And you can, you can live in, you can live an adventure every single day. Yeah. You really can. Like if, like, even if that means just taking a walk and like, talking to strangers you know put put yourself out there that's like that's like a perfect bow like choose every single day to have an adventure every day could be an adventure dude that's money i love that dude <laughs> dude thank you so much man this has been i mean every time we talk is is an adventure for me and it's so fun and i i can't thank you enough man so as we wrap up <laughs> Tell the people, tell the people where they can find you, my man. Yeah, guys. So on Instagram, uh, at Joe Majin, real, real simple, just J O E M A J I N. Um, yeah, send me a DM, hit me up. You know, let me know what's going on. Like, what, what, what are you up to? Yeah, just let me know what's going on. But yeah, for the most part, that's that's where I can be reached. I'm on the gram. That's kind of on where the I'm gram on the gram. Yeah. That's home base. <laughs> that's kind of my home base lately. Yeah, and it's seriously been like the last couple of years that I've known you, man. It's been amazing to hear your story, and there's so much more that we can get into. And I guarantee I'm gonna have you on again because <laughs> this is just—it's too much fun. So Blast. we're gonna we're gonna talk more. But thank you, dude. Thanks for taking the time. Um, if there's any questions, if you guys want to connect with Joe, find him on Instagram. Say it again: J O E M A J I N, right? Yep, Joe Majin. So follow him, and he's got some pretty cool content on there. Um, If you are looking, if you're in the kind of this place where, like, you feel like you want to try something new, if you want to, you you recognize like you got you're in a rut, you want to learn how to do some of the things that Joe's talked about. Hit him up, give him a DM. I know me and him have talked so much about stuff, and he's got such cool like views on things that are so refreshing. And obviously, as you can tell, the dude is passionate about what he is because he's lived it. He's done it. And and we're going to we're going to have future episodes. We're going to talk. We're going to take a deeper dive into some stuff. But again, man, thank you so much for being here. This has been awesome. And uh, enjoy the enjoy the weather out there in Boston. The leaves. Oh, yeah. are changing. It's beautiful. It looks like a trip, man. And then it's going to suck in a few months. So I, uh, <laughs> then it's going to be snowy and I'm going to not want to be there. So you enjoy it while you got I'm it. Hopefully going to be ripping up some, uh, ripping up some mountains. There soon. you go. There you go. 
<laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me on, big guy. Appreciate it. Of course, it. man. It's, Thank it's you. Always, it's always fun, and I'm glad I like. Glad I kind of spilled the beans on some of the stuff that. Yeah. Oh, and there's so much more beans we're gonna spill. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, my man. Have a good night, dude. All right. You too. All right. We'll talk soon. I hope you liked that episode. Chris is a great friend of mine, and we had a blast, as you could probably tell, recording that for you guys. Um, Kind of unpacked a lot, but you can definitely hear it in my voice. Um, I was really just passionate about the change that I was doing. And at the end of the day, sometimes you have to hit a rock bottom in order to inspire change. A lot of the, some of the most successful people in the world hit a rock bottom first before they were inspired to change. So you don't always have to hit a rock bottom, but what I would say is light that fire under your own ass. Because I mean, at the end of the day, life is short. And I mean, how bad do you want change? You got to ask yourself that because If you want it bad enough, you can get it. 100% you can get it. You just need to set your vision and get obsessed with that vision. So anyway, I hope you got a lot of value about that. Uh, Feel free to send a voice message into me. Uh, Love seeing the messages that you guys leave. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions, if you have any topics you want me to go over, feel free to shoot me a message right on uh, this podcast. Just send in a voice message and I will probably make an episode about it. But I hope you guys enjoyed and have fun. Good luck.